Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number three, which is entitled Four Profitable Niche Site Types and Having the Right Mindset for Success. By the end of this episode, you should have a good idea on the different types of sites for beginners to intermediate folks and have a good idea on what it takes to succeed from a mindset perspective. And that is equally, if not more important than the actual steps and procedures on how to create the sites in the first place. So by the end of this episode, you should have a good broad base to build from and can get started on your next niche site project right away. So let's get right into the content. I'm going to list out the four different types real quick, and then I'll go into pros and cons of each. And the order in which I list these is in order of ease of starting. And the order that I list them in is probably different from what you've seen from most other people. And I'll explain why that is afterwards. But I list them in order, and the order is AdSense sites as number one, affiliate product sites as number two, Amazon-style affiliate sites as number three, and mini-authority sites as number four. So the reason I do that, just briefly, is I think affiliate sites are actually easier than Amazon sites, but uh, I will get into the details as we move along. But uh, let's start out with AdSense sites. So the reason I list that first is that um, typically the content for AdSense style sites is going to be of uh, lesser, not necessarily lesser quality, but it, it takes less quality to rank and bring in AdSense clicks than it would for the different other styles of sites. So the content can be more easily outsourced at a lower rate if you were going to be outsourcing any content, or it could be done more quickly um, by yourself if you're going to be creating that content um, individually. So it does take less time up front and it can be easier to set up these sites than any of the other categories. But the downside of um, AdSense style sites is that you're 100% reliant on Google in most cases for your organic traffic and you're reliant on Google maintaining your AdSense account as well. So what I've seen from some of the other heavy hitters out there, for Mark Mason, for example, is he started out on AdSense sites you know, a while back, and he had his AdSense account banned by Google. So you know, he was moving along, and he may have engaged in some you know, less white hat methods in the past, so some gray hat methods to bring in traffic and link building and things like that. When at the time, you know, that was a standard practice from a lot of folks several years back. But he ended up getting his AdSense account banned. And as far as I recall, I don't believe he's got it reinstated. So if you're developing your entire niche site process around your AdSense account, and if, um, you know, Google determines you have fraudulent click activity, like you're clicking on your own links, or, you know, certain content doesn't meet their terms of service, things like that, they could ban your account and you have very little recourse to be able to reinstate that from what I've seen. Some people get lucky and, you know, they can try to go through discussions with Google to get that reinstated. But a lot of times it's just very difficult to even get in touch with Google and get a response. So that's definitely a downside. So 
I wouldn't, you know, don't be concerned about that up front right away, but it's something to consider that you probably do not want to put all of your eggs in the Google basket in that case. So it's best to have, if you are focusing around AdSense, you know, it can be a profitable way to set up sites and um, you can set up multiple sites to begin with. It's not going to take a huge amount of your time. So you could be concentrating on, you know, even five to 10 different sites, you know, around the same time. And um, that's something you'd want to do as well to spread your risk around. And not all of your sites are going to be successful. So you want to have multiple sites out there. And uh, out of 10 sites, you know, you can hope that, you know, five of them will be somewhat profitable. And, you know, maybe two to three will, you know, bring in 20 to $100 per month once you get the sites going and bringing in traffic. But a lot of times, you know, five to $20 per site is a norm per month. So they're not humongous um, revenue sources, typically. It'll take you a month or two to get things up and going, but you can have multiple sites bringing in a small amount of income, so it, it can be more steady once you get multiple sites set up. You know, when you have 10, 20 different sites and a small amount coming in from each, generally it's a more passive, more steady stream, but on a much smaller scale. So those are some of the pros and cons for the AdSense style sites. And I move on to the second site type as an affiliate product site. And for me personally, I'm going to throw in my biases here. I think those are some of the easier sites to set up. And they are also potentially more profitable as well. And I like these sites because I've had some success with one of my forever affiliate sites that I've mentioned previously. And that is a ClickBank product that I promote. And the payout ranges somewhere between $30 and $55, depending on what type of bundle the customer purchases. So there's a couple of different levels of um, product. And in this particular case, that, that's a pretty good payout because when you're talking AdSense style sites in the first example, you're typically talking pennies per click. So depending on what product you target, there are some that are more heavy hitters in the you know 3 to $5 range per click, but those are a lot more difficult to compete with. So in general, you're probably talking somewhere in between $0.10 cents to a dollar at the high end. So it really takes a lot of page views and different folks seeing your site and wanting to click on those ads. It is a much slower process where if you can create some great content on an affiliate product specific site and you can bring in traffic and rankings over the course of typically it takes about 60 to 90 days for those rankings to stabilize and for traffic to start picking up on a wide scale. But once you do the payout down the road can be much higher. When you're focusing around specific products, you can do the research up front to make sure that the payout is going to be one that meets your goals. You can check out the individual landing pages for the particular product. You can check out autoresponders and things like that, that the person creating the content and the product, supporting the product has. So you can do a lot of research up front to set yourself up for success down the road. I like it because the payout is higher, because you're not specifically tied to Google. The downside there, however, is it does generally require some additional work on the content. So if you're outsourcing any of your content, you're going to have to pay a little bit more per article. 
but it's not a lot higher. So I would say typically where you may be able to get away from spending $5 per article on an AdSense style site, content on product-specific affiliate sites is probably more in the $10 to $15 per article range. And we're talking anywhere between 600 and 800 words per article for these types of sites. I like these a lot better for a number of reasons. And for me personally, I think it's easier to focus your attention and time on one particular product, do the research, and typically a lot of these products have free trials. You can sign up yourself, get access to these products for you know a week or two weeks at a time. And you can fully evaluate the products yourself so that you can create some pillar content yourself just by checking it out. And in a lot of cases, if there isn't a trial, you can contact the affiliate manager for the product and mention that you're looking to create a site, you're looking to promote this product, and you'd like to get your hands on either a free or discounted copy of the product, or if it's you know software, you can download the product potentially. And a lot of times they're very open because they have dedicated affiliate managers to helping you succeed, helping them succeed, you know, they'd be more than willing to work with you and you can generally get in touch with these people, you know, relatively quickly and keep in touch with them because they want you to succeed and in turn they will get additional sales and revenue as well. So it's a win-win generally in those situations. And I've found that in the instances where I've contacted affiliate managers or people responsible for the product, they've been very responsive, generally get back to you that same day and offer suggestions and they're just there to help you succeed and they're, and they're really friendly and willing to do so. So you have a, an additional level of support in this case where when you're working with AdSense style sites, you're pretty much on your own. So and in a lot of the cases for the affiliate products, they provide pages and pages of content to help you succeed, whether it's articles that you can paraphrase or copy you wouldn't want to copy paste the article completely because it would be duplicate content but they give you a lot of different types of articles to give you ideas on what you might want to write about in many cases they'll give you keyword phrases to target and do more research on and they may provide videos or freebie guides that you can provide on your site together email addresses and things like that so it's i find that this particular style of site is really where you may want to focus some of your efforts. And a lot of folks will say AdSense or Amazon affiliate sites are where to focus initially, but I disagree based on a lot of those reasons I just mentioned. And really, the only cons for some of these is that it may be more difficult to find products that are not highly competitive, so it may be difficult to find products if you're looking on a site like ClickBank where a lot of other affiliates focus their attention on. A lot of people are aware of ClickBank and because it's a great marketplace and they list you know all the different products sorted by you know whatever criteria you're looking at, if you're looking at sites or products that are high payouts and generally convert really well, they're probably going to be really competitive. So it may take you additional work up front to try to narrow down some topics that have a decent payout, possibly recurring revenue, where you won't have to do a lot to continue to receive revenue down the road, but that may not be as popular right now and may not have the conversion rates up front that you're willing to 
start your project on, but they may start to pick up, you know, once that product gains traction, it may make sense to, you know, start out with a newer product and try to get in on the ground floor, or it may take that additional work up front to try to narrow things down. But it can definitely result in a much higher payout and it definitely makes it seem like your time is more worthwhile eventually when you do start to receive those sales. If you're getting a sale of 30 to $40 per click when the customer clicks through to the product and decides to make that purchase rather than AdSense-style sites where if they're clicking on an ad purchasing a product, you won't know down the road, but you're just receiving pennies per click where it it, it seems like you know your efforts... They're going to take a lot more clicks and a lot more views in order to get into the same place where an affiliate-style um, product-specific site may take you. So those are some of the benefits and um, the cons there really is that it's going to take you some more time to create some pillar articles. I would say you want to start with five pillar articles and then you're going to start on your link building and things like that. So it's going to take you some more time to have those five core articles set up and then you're going to probably need to create additional content down the road to target additional long tail phrases. So whereas an AdSense style site, you may be able to get away with five articles and just leave it at that. Your affiliate style sites are probably you're going to want to bring in additional long tail phrases and traffic based on those phrases down the road. So you're probably going to want to create 20 pages of content eventually is probably a good point to get to for your affiliate style site. So it, it will take additional effort, but I think the payoff is well worth it. So we'll go right into Amazon site style sites next. And Amazon style sites are very similar to affiliate sites, affiliate product related sites. But typically in many cases, you're going to be promoting multiple products around a particular phrase or particular topic that you're focusing on. And I'm going to provide examples of all these in the show notes as well. But one example that comes to mind is Spencer Hawes has been detailing some affiliate sites on his product that are Amazon um, focused. And one particular one is apennyshaved.com. And that is a site focusing on shavers. And he details, I think as of last time I checked, 20 plus different shavers on his site and provides reviews of these products, specific breakdowns of product pros and cons and things like that. And he specifically lists all of the individual shavers on the site and many of them have their own review page. In that way, he's getting Google traffic directed towards specific products. And, but the site overall, it doesn't focus on one particular product. It focuses on the shaving niche, but there's multiple individual products there where you could do comparisons and reviews and highlight multiple products. So in that way, you kind of have to have knowledge and interest on the product as well as the the main topic, you know, the different products you're focusing on. You can generally pull a lot of your content from reviews, paraphrasing reviews, and looking at product specifications on potentially the manufacturer's website and things like that. So you can pull a lot of that from there, and you can also find experts in particular niches where you can outsource content. But again, that's going to be a higher price, typically probably 10 to $20 per article. And you're going to need to do some research to find 
folks that are experts in particular articles if you do want to outsource some of that. But you can create the content yourself. It's just that people generally when they're looking for product reviews are going to be looking for expert reviews and something they can't just typically get by looking at uh, reviews themselves. So it may be require an additional level of knowledge on the topics or the particular products that you're targeting for the main larger topic. So the content itself I find is going to be more difficult because you're having to focus on multiple products typically in a particular niche. So you need to know a lot about a lot of different shavers or you have to do a lot of research on different topics. And in my experience, I think that will take additional time. Whereas the product specific niche that I mentioned previously, generally you're just going to be concentrating your efforts on one particular um, product, so you can focus a little bit more on the, on that type of site. And some of the other cons of this particular site is that Amazon usually only gives three to four percent of any particular product payout to those just starting out. If you are successful and you have a large num- volume of sales and you're selling additional products and bringing in additional money, and you're becoming a higher ranked Amazon associate then your commissions can increase all the way up to 10% or more. But that typically is going to take you a long time to get there. So the payouts, if you're selling a $100 product, you're only going to get 3 to $4 per product. So it can take a lot of sales or sales of higher priced items before you start to see the benefits and the income coming from an Amazon style site. So it can take you a lot longer. But the benefits of Amazon is it's, probably I wager to say the largest online marketplace and it has a huge level of trust with most people myself included and typically I'll go out of my way to find products on Amazon and I typically may pay you know a couple dollars more if I can get it through Amazon because of the trust factor and a number of other factors such as we have an Amazon Prime account so we get shipping free shipping in uh for two day, I'm sorry, free two day shipping on just about anything we purchase. So I've purchased through Amazon for years and years and years, and that's where I always go first to try to find any products that I want to purchase. So it has that huge trust factor there. And in addition, if you've purchased anything on Amazon, you know that they do a great job of upselling. So anytime a customer purchases a product, they may have recommendations, you know, right there that, hey, you may want to add these accessories to your purchase. And the other added benefit is that when a customer does click through an Amazon affiliate link, any purchases they make within that 24-hour period will also be credited to you. So you may get supplemental products that they purchase maybe they're about to shop for a bunch of different products and they just happen to click through your link first and they you get the commissions from all those other sales as well so there are a lot of benefits to an amazon style site and i'm considering creating an amazon style site myself but i'm going back and forth between creating another product affiliate site and an amazon style site but both of them have their benefits and pros and cons but since I just created the product, I'm sorry, the product specific affiliate site, and I'm starting to have some good levels of success there, and I have about $320 worth of sales commissions from that site. 
So it's starting to get additional sales and additional traffic. So that is one route that I'm looking to go. But in order to step outside that comfort zone, I'm also considering an Amazon style site just to learn some new methods and, you know, expand out to diversify a little bit and in, into an Amazon focus site as well. I have some experience creating Amazon specific posts on my personal blog where I target um I've targeted webcams, I've targeted cat water fountains in the past, and I've had some affiliate sales through there on Amazon. So I have some experience with specific posts, but not creating a site dedicated to that. So I'm not quite sure where I'm going to go with that yet, but I will detail um, anything I can on the blog so that you guys are aware of where I'm going with that once I decide what I'm going to do. So let's move right into the next style site, which is a mini authority site. And this site that I'm podcasting from and um, posting on nichesitetools.com, I would consider a mini authority site. And basically what that means is I have a main topic, which is um, internet marketing, online adventures, and things related to niche sites and different tools. But overall, you know, it has a central focus. And while my overall goal is not specifically to sell products or promote things, that is a side benefit of the site. My goal is to try to bring everybody together and help everyone achieve success with their online adventures. But in the process, there's tools and different things that I utilize that I can provide affiliate links to and give you an option if you enjoyed the content on this site and wanted to pay me back in some way, you could go through my affiliate links on my resources page or in specific posts where I highlight specific training guides like the Forever Affiliate Program, tools like Market Samurai, Longtail Pro, and web hosting like the web hosting hub that I utilize for my web hosting. So it it would be a site similar to this one where in whatever niche you're interested in, maybe it's gardening, basket weaving, whatever that might be. Dog training is one a lot of people refer to. And you would generally become an authority on the topic and people would come to your site for information and you'd build build up a following and um, build up an email list, build up a following on social media like Twitter, Facebook. And you're not as reliant on Google per se You know, once you start to build up that following and people come to your site looking for specific content, you may get a lot of repeat visitors. You have ways to contact them through your email list and keep in touch with folks that way on social media. You're generally working on becoming an authority in your niche, so people will come to your site rather than um, getting, you know, all of your organic traffic through Google. So you're kind of spreading your risk around and also becoming an authority in that field on that topic. And your goal is, you know, really to develop that audience and um, get that content going. So in this case, some of the cons are going to be that it's generally going to require a lot more content to maintain your site. So you're going to want to post at minimally on a weekly basis and probably you're going to want to create content you know, in written form, audio form, video form, so that all of your different listeners that prefer different methods of consuming your content have different options. So it's going to require a lot more upfront work and work down the road to continue to publish content and to keep your audience interested and, you know, maintain that audience over time. 
So it's definitely not something that is going to be easily outsourced as far as content goes. You may be able to have guest blog posts or you may be able to bring in additional content from other sources, but in general, a lot of that content is going to be come personally from you and it's probably going to want to be, you know, 800 plus words per post and you're going to want to focus on the type of content that your readers eventually once you develop that connection the type of reader the type of content your readers are interested in so you may need to poll your readers or you know ask questions or answer questions that they submit to you and it requires a lot more upfront time and time down the road so it's definitely a time time factor is one thing and it's definitely a different focus so it's not as passive either but down the road, if you're familiar with Pat Flynn, which I'm sure most of you are, you know that his site has been developed over a number of years, and he has specific guides on how-tos, for instance, on creating your own podcast. He had a niche site duo where he details different projects that he's worked on and different things you may go refer back to, not necessarily passive at the time he was creating the content, but down the road, absolutely, it's passive. He has that podcast guide, which has been out there for quite a while, and he may have to update certain things from time to time. But once he creates that evergreen content, as, as it's referred to, he could have people coming to that particular post and creating their own podcast for years to come, and he has to do nothing from that. And he could get affiliate sales from microphones or different um, podcasting hosting um, accounts, web hosting accounts, things like that. So it's 100% passive down the road, but initially when you're creating that content and going through the uh, time and effort to set that up, at the time it's definitely not a passive thing. So it, that's definitely something to consider. It's going to require a lot more of your continued effort, but eventually you'll get to a point where a lot of that can be passive down the road. So those are some of the pros and cons of the four different styles of sites. And in that case, too, in the mini authority sites, you're not as reliant on Google traffic. You know, if you have a memorable domain name, people may go to Smart Passive Income or NicheSiteTools.com as opposed to relying on Google for their searches. So it's definitely a mix of traffic from different sources. So you're not as reliant on one particular source or um, Google specifically for most of your traffic. So those were some pros and cons. Hopefully you got a good idea of the different types of sites and one of them may sound better to you based on the time requirement and the different effort that it may take to set up initially and down the road. So hopefully that helps um, where you might want to focus. And now I want to go right into the mindset portion of this episode. And really, when it comes to setting up and having success with online adventures or any business venture for that matter, it really does help to have the right mindset. And I'm going to paraphrase, I just recently, this week actually, listened to the Internet Business Mastery guys on, they had four hard truths about what it takes to succeed. And I will list some of those out here, and I will also link to their post. It's a great podcast episode and one you'll definitely want to check out, but I'm just going to paraphrase really quick. There are four hard truths were, one, that you have to believe in yourself, two, you have to make sacrifices, three, that you need to change your mindsets and habits, and four, you have to be comfortable with discomfort and uncertainty. And I'm going to add one very important one onto the end of that, 
is that you need to have the mindset that no matter what you run into, you're going to continue to make progress and move forward. Because the only time that you're actually failing is when you completely give up. You're going to have a ton of failures along the way with um, your online business. And as long as you're of the mindset that when you run into those types of situations, you're going to be prepared to do whatever it takes to you know, find out the knowledge you need to work around that issue and to move beyond it. And you're going to keep making progress every day or as often as possible that you can find the time to work on your online adventures. So really, I'm going to touch on a little bit more in depth on each of the topics. And the belief in yourself is really of the utmost importance, and they refer to it as self-efficacy. Having that right mindset is really so important that if you know if you don't believe in yourself it's going to be when you get, do get into a rough patch or you hit a roadblock you know you run into something along the way if you don't believe that you can get around it and you know do everything you can to find the information you need to move beyond that and continue to make progress you're going to be doomed from the start when you're just beginning your online adventures there's a lot of times when you may question whether you know this is the right thing to do for instance when you start out, you're not going to have an audience there and you're not going to have a huge following generally. So you may be writing, you may be creating podcasts and you may have a, such a limited audience that, you know, you're. it's difficult for you to continue on and to be motivated to put out your best content because you're not getting the results you expect right away. So it's, you know, best to have some realistic expectations up front. Absolutely, you need to believe you can do this. But you also have to understand that there, it's going to take some work up front before you start to you know, see rewards down the road. And when you do have that positive mindset and belief in yourself along with realistic expectations, you're setting a great foundation from which to build from. So that's definitely you know, how you want to start out any adventure when you begin. And their second step was making sacrifices and what they refer to here is that once you get involved generally you're going to have your own job or you're going to you know have limited time to get started so in order to actually make progress and have the time to set aside for this you're going to have to make sacrifices in other areas so you know some obvious ones right up front which you could easily cut out would be to cut back on tv time if tv time is something that takes up a lot of your time currently so you may need to also cut back on your sleep potentially. So if you're used to you know, sleeping in all the time, getting 9, 10 hours of sleep, which I doubt many, very many of you do, but if you're sleeping about 8 hours and you really are having a hard time finding time to do your niche site projects, you may have to you know, cut out an hour of that sleep and only sleep 7 hours. So stay up a little later working on niche sites or get up a little earlier depending on you know what your preference is. I do most of my work at night. So usually for me personally, I work on my niche sites from about 7 o'clock till 10 o'clock at night. Typically, you know, I'll be sitting on the couch with my wife. She'll be watching TV or doing her schoolwork because she does um, an online degree program. So typically I'll be doing the work, you know, we'll be both doing our individual things, but, you know, we'll be doing that at the same time we're doing other things. So that's why it's kind of handy to have a laptop or a tablet would be really hard when creating content. But, you know, if you have a laptop, 
you can do multiple things at the same time if you're multitasking that type of thing and um, you know you may need to make you know cut out certain things you know maybe you're used to on a weekend spending most of your time doing you know fun stuff but you may have to throw in you know a couple hours here and there to continue to make progress and I recommend that you do do that try to make progress for your online adventures at least once a day so even if that's five minutes or ten minutes initially if that's all the time you can you know come up with that's a great place to start so if you're Let's say you create a niche site on one of the types we mentioned and you create some initial content. You spend a couple of weeks doing that and you're finding it difficult to continue um, making progress. You could just comment on one particular blog post a day and at least in that way you're setting some goals, you're setting some specific milestones. I'm going to work on creating additional backlinks to my site at the pace of one per day. And at least then you're checking something off, you're making progress, and you'll eventually see results. And as long as you're making forward momentum on a daily basis or at least every other day or at least on a weekly basis, you're having something to shoot for and you're seeing the results of your effort. So that sacrifices definitely will need to be made to find that time and to make that commitment to continued forward progress. But I think you'll find that you're not only getting the benefit of having that forward progress, but I think you'll find that the more that you cut things out that may not necessarily help you achieve your goals, watching TV, for instance, I think you'll actually find that you find that time enjoyable as well. And I think you'll find that you won't miss that time. And the next mention was changing your mindset and habits. So A lot of us may have habits that aren't necessarily conducive to making progress with online adventures. So what you'll want to do is shift your habits to something that is more positive and more beneficial to your online adventures. And some of those habits could be anything from increasing your exercise so that you have more energy and you have more focus to learning more on topics that will allow you to further your online adventures rather than on, you know, things you may not see as, you know, much of a benefit. So that definitely will help you. And this last one that they mentioned was having to be comfortable with discomfort and uncertainty. And I think that's going to be the hardest one for most folks. Typically, when you start something new, you're going to run into resistance because that's just a natural form of your body trying to protect you from something new and potentially something scary. So, If you ventured outside the cave back in the day and you ran into dinosaurs, your fight or flight response would basically, you know, scare you into retreating and, you know, keeping yourself alive to fight another day. But that same type of, you know, methodology and instinct is deep down inside you. And when you go to try something new, your body's going to try to protect you from the fear of the unknown and what could potentially harm you. And in these cases... You're not going to be harmed from creating a new niche site, but it is a scary thing. You may run into what if you get negative feedback or what if you don't get any results and your efforts are all for naught. As long as you have the prior mindset where you're believing in yourself, you're doing the things necessary to learn new things, gain your skills that you need to get around anything you may come into, being on learning to be comfortable with discomfort is just another part of the process and a lot of the successful folks out there like the guys at internet business mastery they say that when you do run into that 
resistance, which is natural and will come, that you see that as a step in the right direction. When you start to become uncomfortable and you start to feel that deep down feeling in the pit of your stomach that this is kind of scary, you can know you're heading in the right direction and better things are to come. And that's something that I've had to work on and something I still continue to work on. When you start to go down that road, your body is going to try to pull you back to the comfort zone. So it it wants to pull you back into something you're familiar with, you have experience with, and that is not scary. And that's typically not always the way to go. You always want to be expanding your horizons and taking things to the next level. And once you start to get that feeling of comfort, or I'm sorry, of discomfort and uncertainty, continue on, push on and go through that, knowing that great things are around the corner. And the more you're comfortable with discomfort, I think the more level of success you'll have down the road. So that's just another thing to consider. And that last one that I wanted to add in was that In order to be successful, you really need to be ready to push on no matter what. You need to have that stick-to-itiveness and ability to continue on even when you're not seeing results, when you're seeing negative results, things just aren't working, you feel like you want to give up, this isn't for you. Continue on, push on, make progress every day. When you're in this online business, you're going to have a lot of highs and a lot of lows, and I can attest to that. When you get your first sale or your first click through an Amazon uh, site, an AdSense site, you see $0.10 in your account, $1 in your AdSense account, those are going to be huge highs, especially when starting out, because you'll see that, oh, wow, somebody did find my site, somebody was interested enough to click on an ad, and man, if I can scale this up, I can really start to bring in some money and meet my financial goals and my personal goals down the road. So a lot of that can be really great highs. And what I found when I had some sales on my affiliate site, it's huge positive influence. So, you know, you could be sleeping, wake up one morning and see an email that says, hey, you have your first sale and you'll be at a huge high for that day. You know, you, you can do no wrong. Man, I'm going to, you know, ramp things up, create some more content, continue to build backlinks and this money's just going to keep rolling in and everything is going to be awesome. But what typically happens is you'll have that first sale or those first clicks, and then for a period of you know days or maybe a week or two, you may have no additional sales, and you'll be like, man, wow, I, I just went from a huge high to an extreme low. And you know maybe it was just a one-off thing, and maybe I'm not going to have any more sales for months, and, and you'll start to get those negative feelings that are inevitable and you'll have a lot of roller coaster highs and lows and you need to just be prepared to take those sales and take those clicks initially as great definitely celebrate those successes as they come but you want to try to level those out and try not to get too high when you get those sales and positive influences and try definitely try not to get too low when you have periods of inactivity or You know, you're not getting any comments or you're getting very little interaction on social media, things like that. It takes a lot of time to build those up. And even on my niche site tool site, I have some great followers. Crystal is one of them. And I've had some other interactions with some other folks. But a lot of the time is you're going to feel like you're alone out there, even when you have, you know, you see traffic to your site through Google Analytics and you see maybe you got 100 visitors this month. 
people are out there checking out your site on the site for, you know, three to five minutes and whatnot, but you may even have, you know, 50 email subscribers or 10 email subscribers or five, but you may not have that constant direct feedback that, hey, you're doing a great job. Your content's awesome. Your site is the best. You know, I I really love your content. You're not going to get that a lot, especially initially. So you need to be prepared to weather those highs and lows and you're going to want to try to keep it at an even, as even of a keel as possible. And just realize that continue on no matter what. Create that additional content. Try to create pillar content. Have great subject lines and everything to you know pull in more traffic. But you will have periods that you're going to have to struggle to continue to create content. Even if you love your niche, you're passionate about your niche, and you get up every day excited to continue on, you're still going to have those days or even weeks where, hey, you may be hitting a writer's block where you don't know what content to create for this particular week or particular day, and you're going to have to just be prepared to push on through that. And that is really the key. I think that's the key more than anything else. You got to have a great mindset and know that you can do anything, but you need to also be prepared to, even when you don't feel like it, you're going to want to create that additional content, make progress. You know, maybe you don't publish your content, but at least sit down to write something every day, build backlinks, research new projects, whatever that is, just continue to make forward progress because you never know when you're going to get that breakthrough and you'll get those sales and you'll get that traffic. Things like that will come. You'll eventually get those sales. You'll eventually get those followers. But in the meantime, I think you'll find it helpful to try to focus on who your ideal listener or follower would be and try to create content for that person or people that provide the most benefit to them. So even if you don't have an audience yet or any traffic, pretend that you do. Pretend that your audience is filled with folks that are just dying to consume your content and make sure you're focusing your efforts to try to provide the most value for someone that would be your ideal audience. And eventually you will get to the point where you do have that audience and you do have folks that are totally interested in waiting for your next podcast to come out, your next blog post, your next social media post. And initially, just pretend they're there. Work to create content for them as if they're out there and ready, willing, and able to consume everything that you put out. So hopefully that that advice as far as the truths on what it takes to succeed along with the different profitable niche site Um, types. Hopefully combining both of those different pieces of this podcast together into one whole piece will help you have that successful mindset, help you to get started and really kick things off for you. And really my biggest suggestion for you right now would be to take the advice you just heard from me and start to do your research on niche site topics and actually just get started. Get started today. Start doing some keyword research. If you're having a hard time on coming up with particular topics, you can always subscribe to my email list at nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe, and you will receive my free e-guide on keyword brainstorming, which will help you come up with topics for your next niche site project, and you can plug them into your favorite keyword research tool, and you can be off and running. 
And if you have any questions at all or comments on this week's show, you can leave them in the show notes at nichesitetools.com forward slash the number three. And on that page, I will also list examples of some of the different niche site types that we mentioned earlier. And you can take a look and see for yourself exactly what those types of sites look like. Thank you again, and I appreciate you listening, and have a great week.